This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works. we're all celebrity invasion sequence. Three, two, one. Hit me with those laser beams. Hello again. Hi, everyone. We are not live from Holy Shipwrecked. We failed. We got We had two literally wrecked. one goal. Yeah. Well, we had many goals, yeah. but for this show, we had that one goal, and it didn't pan out. Schedules were hectic. But man, do we have Ugh. do we have some recapping to do about that event. We're still piecing together brain cells. You know, I, when I walked into work yesterday, I saw my boss, and she immediately goes, you look so refreshed. That's amazing. And I was like, thank you. Uh, you have no idea. Yeah. And on the other hand, I talked to someone else, and I told him what I did, and he's like, do you have any brain cells left? How are you How are here? you here? Yeah, exactly. So. so, yeah, we'll tell you all about our experience there, and we're going to kick things off with the most played track Easy. of Holy Shipwrecked in the Dominican Republic. I think we counted six times. Yeah, times. many different remixes and versions and samples, but it's Dom Dalla. This is the Ilias and Barrientos remix of San Francisco on Warehouse 11. semester of college and I ended up never leaving. It's that energy on the dance floor that I think has, you know, helped house music completely thrive from there. There's definitely like the leftover hippie vibes from the 60s and 70s, I think. Uh, it's just a great place to go out. There's something going on every night of the week and people there are fun and it's just, yeah, I love it. Let's go. 
Side piece called On My Mind. Diplo, one of many artists who performed at Holy Shipwrecked. It was uh, January 22nd through 24th, 25th, right? Was yeah. the last day. <laughs> well, technically. <laughs> 22nd through the 25th. Technically morning of the 26th. Everything so, goes very late. Yes. Um, let's do a really, really, really wide overview. Yeah, as if so we haven't talked about this know, for seven months now. If you don't know, you're about to know. Uh, Holy Ship is, as it sounds, originally was on a cruise ship, and um, then this year transitioned to a resort, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Mm -hmm. Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, which I was prior to the event very familiar with, have been to a couple of times, have always loved it. So I knew that you put an event at that resort and you automatically are going to have a great time. I'm a I'm a legendary. I'm member, a legendary member, so. and I need to be seated immediately. <laughs> um, Here's the thing: it's a giant resort. It's like huge. it's it's massive. There's like 1,900 rooms or whatever. Um, so th- let me put it this way: there is room to grow here. Yes, as, as a festival. Um, day one, going to main stage, I was a little. I was concerned. Yeah, not gonna lie. Uh, we heard reports from employees of the Hard Rock and of the festival. Different reports. Very different. Yeah. 
festival people said 2,000. Yeah. Resort people said 900. Which, there were more than 900. There were more than 900. So... There were not more than 2,000. Yeah. So it's within that range and for they were, sure. They were saying capacity is around mm-hmm. 4,000 for an event like that. Yeah. Um, so it was about half capacity. And here's the thing. At times, it kind of felt like, whoa, this is undersold. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nobody here and then at other times i just had to remind myself like this is incredible that it's this intimate and small of an event because again you see the same people mm-hmm. all over the place and i don't think there's ever going to be a time ever again in our lives that we're going to see chris lake play a set in a nightclub to 80 people and like the, we and, did yeah. on the first night yeah and there's and and you obviously get to know people. Like there yeah. were so many times I would just be looking around the crowd and be like, "Oh, we were jamming, yeah, at that other set like earlier today." Yeah, wonder how they're like what they're up to. Now. You know, like there's a familiarity that you get with yeah with something that size, which For is sure. really nice. And of course, a lot of people were constantly drawing comparisons to the ship, the cruise ship itself. Um, and I think one of obviously there were some people who were very bitter. About it not being on the ship anymore, and are very vocal about that on social media, um, and chose not to attend the resort show. Fuck off! And yet, still commenting on everything on social media, Shit, like li- just trolls. Yeah, just, it's like you guys. Like, just, just there's off. there are other events that are on a ship. If it's really that important to you, do that. You know, like Don't obviously, go. there's a reason they they transitioned it to a resort. And also the other thing was all the people who were just, you know, dogging on the Dominican, like, oh, have fun dying. And some of that is like, we will. We will have a fucking great time dying, okay? Like, just, again, it's just, as I brought up the term, keyword warriors are just, like, yeah. fiercely throwing it down um, for things they know nothing about. So, anyway, as a whole, the event has... Four nighttime stages, mm-hmm. and then a main um, stage, and then a pool stage, and a beach stage. Yeah, well, those are, well, as far as nighttime, I'm talking about. So you've got the Moon Lounge, Club Oro, the Hive, and the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then daytime, you've got pool yeah. and beach. So one of one of the things about nighttime for me is I felt like there were too many stages, and mm-hmm. so it just like really spread the the crowd pretty thinly yeah and they were all very different sounding yeah like there was you know like people were gonna go to their stage for the night most right. likely like right. they were like oh i'm gonna go and check out the the snails yeah um stage because i that's what i'm into yeah where and then that same night black book was on sure so it was like i'm not leaving this spot yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. So, yeah, it thinned it out even more so than... than but the nice thing is all four of those stages were very close to one another. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to bounce around, you could. Whereas the pool stage and the beach stage were a good five, ten-minute walk between yeah. those. I mean, the resort, again, is just just gigantic. So um, that's just something you kind of had to plan ahead for. Um, but I think... Well, I don't know. We can get into specific yeah, sets. Yeah, we'll, we'll be getting into in more, next break. more stuff music-wise later. Yeah, indeed. Um, but on the whole, it was exactly what I wanted and maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I think logistically, I mean, it was a... Without a hitch. Perfectly executed event. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I don't know. Other than like uh, some s- tweaks here and there mm-hmm. on set times, there was not one hiccup from check-in Nothing. to check-out. I mean, not one Nothing. thing. So easy. Yeah, so props to the production team who worked tire- tirelessly year-round to produce an event of this magnitude. Regardless of the actual attendance, like you still have to plan everything. Mm-hmm. Whether you have 2,000 or 4,000 people, is the exact same amount of planning, so props to them. Um, and yeah, we'll share more about sets and activities and other things that we had a good time with in the next break but this is gemini 529 and pascal days it's called scream and shout on warehouse 11 
Techno-ish song that exists. The length of an average song. Yeah, 347. That's Will Clark and Huxley. It's called Love Somebody. This is Warehouse 11. We are talking all things Holy Shipwrecked, which we are still coming up for air from. Yeah, we're still recovering a little bit. Um, We want to take a moment, though, a long moment. Yeah. Talk about some artists or sets that we saw. I pulled out the like the schedule, the paper schedule they they handed out, and I was just glancing over trying to like remember jar like oh what we see. It's extensive. Yeah. Like there are a lot of blocks and a lot of colors on this schedule. Yeah. Um. But I mean, from the from the top though, I mean, the right from day one. Yeah, day one was was just uh, baptism by fire for us. Anyway, it was full send because you had. Uh, the Black Book takeover at Club Oro. Um, that was from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yep. Shit was wild. And that was after the main stage. Like, had yeah. Gorgon City and Claude Von Stroke and Diplo and uh, Dom Dalla. Yeah. So, I mean, that was incredible. I, the, I was really upset because I think we ended up leaving uh, Eli Brown, who was the last act we did we did and he had a killer set it was, going yeah he had killer like again, it was amazing again so club oro is was sort of like the main nightclub on the property and this is a always a nightclub mm-hmm. here's the thing about club oro <laughs> some people would call it club strobe it was insane club strobe was very on or off whereas all the other stages they set up their own production for this event they were just kind of using all the in-house stuff mm-hmm. for Oro, and it was just a lot of strobe light. And there was there was no lighting design going on for this, so it was like just nonstop, yeah, aggress- aggressive ev- everything. So at times that was a little off-putting. It was diff. The first night was difficult. Yeah. I either got used to it, yeah. or it or they got toned better. It back. But like, 
Damn. Ugh. That first night was rough. Yeah, but I mean, Black Book-wise, we had Porky, which, what a fun name, Dombreski, Mason Maynard, Armin Van Helden, Chris Lake, yeah, and then Eli Brown. I didn't expect Eli Brown's set to be that amazing, but it was very difficult for us to just pull our... Pull ourselves away. Yeah. But we had to because we knew, like, we had a crap ton to do the next day. So we had to go back to the room and order room service. Most importantly, we had to get those legendary That's burgers. the thing. So this this resort's all-inclusive, as we may have mentioned before. So all drinks, all food, mm-hmm. room service, Wi-Fi. Like, you literally don't... Like, I paid zero dollars once I got there. isn't a concept. You can tip people with cash, but other than that, there's no other mm-hmm. thing that you could even try to spend money on if you wanted. So, yeah. it's all there. Uh, so, yeah. So, we got some burgers and chicken tendies and then went to bed. And then uh, we were on to Thursday. What were the big God. highlights there? I mean... The, I think the pool stage, you know, that I mean, that was uh, pretty yeah. funny. The Dirty Bird, Dirty Bird Dirt takeover. Yeah. Vanessa was amazing. Oh yeah, for I sure. believe that was our first time actually seeing yeah. Vanessa, even yeah. though she's been on all these lineups. And I was, I'm, I'm impressed. I, yeah, I we talk about her a lot um, on those lineups. That was good. And of course, Ardalan and Justin Martin, Claude Monstro. Yep, of course. Yep, so solid. Um, over on the beach stage. We didn't go to. But was, <laughs> I was uh, didn't hear something it. completely different with Nightmare and Slander and a bunch of other um, very heavy bass mm-hmm. artists. Uh, so that's the thing; they have a good variety. So if you you know, there's like literally something for almost everybody on this lineup, and yet very house heavy. Right. Um, Kyle Watson was somebody that that I was not really that familiar with mm-hmm. beforehand, and blew me away. That was excellent. No, I, I had, had no great idea. Sets. Um, we didn't stay up for no. We a didn't lot make of the it. Later we didn't stuff make it for our Thursday. Thursday. You yeah. know why? Because on Saturday it, or on mm. Friday, it was the most important day of the entire festival. Yeah, because Chris Lake did a sunrise set he at did. the beach stage, starting from five. And going scheduled until eight, but he actually played an extra hour until nine. Yep, it was incredible. Like easily, that's yeah. like the capstone of this whole event. For sure, you walk out on the beach; it's completely dark. You can't see the person next to you. All you see is like the lights on the stage. Starts playing this just like deep, mm-hmm. growly bass, yeah. and within an hour and a half, the sun starts coming up very slowly. And yeah. you could just there was so much energy in the crowd, mm-hmm. and you could feel you. Could, you could feel people either waking up or like having an awakening in their life. Like, yeah, it was the, it was awesome. The funny thing about that too was like the cross between clearly people who like <laughs> us had stayed up and had gone straight from Club uh-huh. Oro, seeing whoever we were seeing in there: Gorgon City, uh-huh. Don Dalla, Hayden James, all in those our guys. Madion, actually, we walked from. Oh yeah, Madion. yeah, yeah, and then. Um, Big Wild. Big Wild and Maddion is who we closed it down with, and well, before we got a pizza, and then walked over to um, <laughs> that. But then, and then there were other people who clearly had gone to sleep and woke up early <laughs> to go there. So you've got these like very different competing energies. Yeah, 
And <laughs> also, they had a breakfast buffet set up, and so people are drinking coffee. Meanwhile, bartenders are walking around with beers and everything else, and people are still partying. Someone, like, there were multiple people around us that were chugging champagne still yeah. at 5 a.m. Yeah, or they were doing mimosas. It wasn't, you know, it's like, who knows what. Oh, man. It was just a very bizarre. But I think to have no production, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just completely dark. Yeah. They had, a like, a green light. That was kind of like a spot or floodlight in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was like you could see the ocean line. Yeah, so know? right on the water, almost almost dangerously close <laughs> to the water. I mean, you could just yeah. kind of fall in there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people in the Facebook group had mentioned, like, this was the first set that we really felt like ship energy mm-hmm. just because, one, it was because everybody was there. Right. It was the one time on the lineup that there was no other competing event going on so everybody went to that event which compared to like Sundara for instance I think that that is the key to some of these when you just have that one event and everyone is there like that's yeah. how you build that community especially with a an undersold festival like right. that right so that was I mean again that was a big day and then on to the last day I, what went on then well I slept till <laughs> Very late. I slept. I couldn't until sleep three. at all, so I went to the beach stage and saw, um, gosh, Phantoms, Tokyo Monster, a little bit of Jai Wolf, and then we went over to Lane Eight Sunset set at the beach stage again, Ooh, which was really nice. That was nice. Yeah. Very relaxing. And then main stage that night was really amazing too. Like Hayden James who kind of surprised us, surprised us mm-hmm. earlier like we got to see that one again so we saw Hayden James and then What's So Not and Big Wild was good again Big Wild was a nice change of pace it was us. nice and we were talking because so many of the artists obviously we saw were house yeah and there's no finality in a house set right <laughs> right, right, right it's right, just right. never ending one artist to the next one song after the other but yeah. with Big Wild it's like each song has a time yeah. each song has its own flavor and then it's done. Yeah, and know? he was doing some stuff, you know, live per se, mm-hmm. you know, and playing playing some drums and stuff. So that was really nice. And then I think one of my favorite sets of the whole show was Valentino Khan's main stage set. He he did just like the great, basically our last episode yeah. of like our favorite house songs of the year. Of the year. Yeah, he played, he played them all. Them all. And was, oh my god. And re- like rapid fire. It was it was super fun. Now, granted, Valentino Khan's set on the first night was very bass heavy and dubstep oh, so and intense. And far- in, in fact, Cesar, uh, one of our uh, roommates was... <laughs> Taken Dude, away he, by that boy lost his soul. Yeah, it, was it was incredible. Say sorry, we love you so much. We had we had a nice time uh, watching him go through that. Like I wish I I I went that hard. I know. I, I just wish I would have got some video. <laughs> it was really nice. Uh, anyway, so that's an overview of some of uh, some of the artists. That some, I'm sure there's some other ones that are going to come course, up. Of course. But another song we heard over and over again: Claude Von Stroke, "All My People in the House." Warehouse 11. Oh 
several times and actually i don't quite understand the philosophy behind that song but it's chris lorenzo and china it's called bad bitch he lists off all these nice, nice qualities qualities that you would look for and then it's like and i still hit it's yeah. like what great at what point <laughs> were you thinking about not i don't know anyway so um, top played song at holy shipwrecked 2020 for sure. for sure so i think the really special thing about this event is um aside from the location and the all-inclusive resort and the intimacy of it right. is the fact that uh most of all the artists that are playing are staying on resort mm-hmm. and you're usually gonna run into them at some point yeah whether that was at a stage, you're going to see him like in the crowd. We saw that a, a bunch of times, actually, like yeah. either at the beach stage or Club Oro, just like artists that were hanging out. Yeah, and a lot of times we didn't even recognize who they were, but other, you know, other somebody else would, would be like, oh, there's that person. It's like, yeah. oh. So that was going on a lot. And then on top of that, they actually had these activities scheduled. Um, things like the Tropical Mixology Contest, Judged by Phantoms, mm. or... The Super Smash Brothers tournament by uh, Nightmare and yeah, Slander. Yeah, yeah. All these awesome events. Uh, there was like a talent show hosted. Talent for, show. There know. was bingo yeah. with Walker and Royce and Vanessa. There was um, like yoga every day with some people. And uh, God, it's so much. But I had a really nice experience with one of them. It got added later because we talked about these on the show and it, we, mm. it never came up. Right. I think it was just a late edition. Yeah, but, it was. Um, there was an event with billiards mm-hmm. with Chris Laser Lakey Lake. So, Chris motherfucking Chris Lake. Chris motherfucking Lake. <laughs> so they told you, like, get there early because these events will probably fill up. So I got to the event, like, 15 minutes early. This is the same day as the sunrise set. Yeah, like, so, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to do the math. Oh, 10 like, hours before yeah. that began. Yeah. It was. Because it, it was, was at 7, right? It was at 7.30. Okay, so nine and a half hours before the sunrise set. So we're just amping up for the night. Yeah. Clayton so, had just. Well, no, this was a different. Okay, yeah. I don't even know what we did that day. Who knows? They all got together. Got there early, uh, chilled out in the lobby for a bit while they set up the pool tables. And then, you know, some more people showed up slowly. And then Chris comes in and they said that, like, it's pretty loose. Like, they were just like, how are we going to play? What yeah. does it look like? And we kind of decided on um, doubles. So um, teams of two going head-to-head at the pool table. And uh, by chance, or by the fact that I was there early, I got chose to be Chris's partner throughout this event. For life. For life. We're married now. <laughs> Sorry, Chris's <laughs> wife. But um, I was his pool partner for that event. We played four games, 
and we won four games. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I probably played it way too cool because uh, I was I was freaking out. Yeah, totally. I was so excited. And I was I just standing on the sidelines, uh-huh. like watching all this go down and taking pictures. And yeah, stuff. so like I, it was a lot of fun. And besides Chris, like just met a lot of really cool, genuine people yeah. at that event. But damn it, I like looking back. I have so many questions. Yeah, and for so sure. Many things just, to say, but I just, just want to geek out. But you also don't want to be. I don't want to. I didn't want to be the guy that like got there early. Yeah, and then also yeah, yeah, yeah. was taking up all the time. Yeah, you know? and also you know like they want to just have fun too. Right. You never know how yeah. much like like they want to actually talk about music and their music and industry stuff, right, or if they just right. want to kick back and. And chill, but I guess I guess in my mind it's like obviously they do this because they love doing it. So right. why wouldn't they want to talk about it? Of but course. yeah, I know it's a tough balance. Because to, I meanwhile I was trying to schmooze with some of the other like staff <laughs> and yeah. trying to figure out how do we how do we take radio to holy ship, uh-huh. um, which would be an ideal thing. Oh, um, my lord, so they're gonna be working on that, but. Um, I it's funny because at one point I was like, this is basically Chris Lake's festival featuring some other artists, Honestly, based though. on like how visible he was and also just how much his music was played by other artists. I mean, Valentino Con, for mm-hmm. instance, I, I think easily sampled six. Oh yeah, songs sure. from Chris Lake alone. And funny enough, I, I just remember that Chris was the first artist we saw on Resort. You didn't see him, oh, but I did. Right. We walked. We we got yeah, to our room. Yeah, we put yeah. our stuff down. Then we were like, "Let's go walk around and explore." And get some food. And yeah. we left our building, and we were walking on the sidewalk. And him and his manager just walked right past yeah. us. And I saw it. Kent did not. I didn't. I I saw his manager, and and then I saw somebody with some wild shorts on. Mm-hmm. And Clayton just looks at me. He's like, that, 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 "That was Chris right there." I was like, "Oh." And that and, and that happened the whole time. Like Jai Wolf at one point walked right by us, and yeah. our our other roommate was meeting people. She was literally running around just like talking to all these artists. She yeah. was killing it. Yeah, yeah. I f- I feel like we saw Eli Brown so many times just mm-hmm. out in the wild. Yeah, just dancing amongst the crowd, and that was so nice because you're so used to just everybody. You know, stuck behind a security rope or whatever. But I mean, this was this was just very, yeah, very open together. Very nice. Yeah, and not to get into a different conversation, yeah. but also the man Pasquale. Yeah, Pasquale was just a, just among it oh, as everyone yeah. else the whole time. Again, like day one, we were out there at uh, like that pool party in the afternoon, kicking mm-hmm. things off, and I was at the bar. To he get was a drink, just right behind. I was like, us. Oh, Pasquale's right here. Yeah, just chilling. So with no one around him, like I don't think I saw him super bothered by any no, of it. not at all. I mean, I saw I saw several people that had, um, you know, taken photos with him and stuff, and people yeah, yeah. commented on his approachability. Yeah. So uh, let's play a couple more songs, and then we'll talk about uh, the future. Yeah, for sure. Of holy shit, but maybe just the future in general. So this is a song that we've heard many times on this show, and also many times at the, at the festival. It's Chris Lake, Chris Lorenzo, Anti Up, Concentrate.
talk about Chris Lake enough. That's Concentrate. There you go. I'm Warehouse 11. I'm Kent and Clayton Here alongside. And by the way, if you don't know, you can tune into this program every Thursday night on EF Radio at 10 Eastern or Pacific. And you can also find links to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts at warehouse11.com. Spirited. I like it. Well, you know, you just got to get through it. <laughs> you just got to get through it. It's, so like, the, it's like housekeeping. So the future. Holy yeah, shit, so, right. well, okay, first of all, I just want to back up a little bit. If you don't know, again, it's all-inclusive, uh, festival plus lodging plus food, drinks, everything. So if, if you don't know, like, what to expect in cost, I think the lowest price rooms were a quad occupancy $12.99 plus like a $45 ticketing fee. So that's where it starts and then it goes up from there. We made some friends with people who had like amazing Mm -hmm. like two bedroom suites and all this other kind of stuff. So you can obviously get fancier with it but all the rooms have um, pretty good sized rooms Mm -hmm. I would say and they have jacuzzis in the room plus a mini bar that's incredible showers giant group showers yeah so you can have all the fun you want in those um yeah so it's a fantastic setup and as to what's happening next with holy ship we Mm -hmm. don't really know at this point nothing's been announced you know there's some people are saying like put it back on the ship some people are like the resort is incredible like it must be here some people are like why not both I don't think that's going to happen mm-hmm. it's a, you know that's but it's obviously going to be one or the other if I had to guess 
I think they probably have a multi-year plan in place to continue using right. Hard Rock, whether that's in Punta Cana or one of their other locations. Um, but Pasqual did via Instagram address this, basically saying, I had a great time. This was one for the books. And he says, I try to learn how to enhance the experience and tweak any logistics to improve future years. I learned the most from reading all your comments and addressing any concerns. When the team and I looked into a few of the negative comments I read on socials, we discovered that 99% of them were coming from people that weren't at this year's event, which is unfortunate. And I just have to, like, LOL. Like, that is exactly what we saw, too, you know? Um, He says, Holy Ship isn't meant to replace or copy anything else. It has an amazing and passionate family people behind it and can coexist with similar events out there that others love just as much. So we're just going to keep vibing and doing what we do regardless of anything else that's going on. And I can't wait for next year and have ideas. I'll propose to our awesome partners to make things even better. So So, no confirmation, but who knows? I think that's a lot of. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good sign that, you know, it's not going to just fade away into the sunset Mm -hmm. like that beautiful Chris Lake set did. Mm. Anyways. Yeah, so those are, I think, are most of our thoughts. I believe so. If any others come to mind between now and next week, we'll be sure to jot them down and share them with you. We also have a ton of lineups from festivals that are coming up in the spring and summer that we'll share with you next week. And... Who knows what else what will pop up between our wacky selves now and then. We'll something weird. So we'll leave you with one last song that was really popular. It's Walker and Royce and Vanessa. Put me in a rave grave. Bury me at the club. Yeah, I think I think that's inversed. But I think we were feeling this. Oh, dude. On day three, yeah. let alone day four. It's like, yep, I'm going to die here. I'm going to die here. In fact, we actually, we actually just, I think I even said, I was like, I think I might starting start to be feeling peak house music exposure here. I know. I was almost like I think I need to take a, a slight break because that's and that's why that big wild set was yes. so nice. It was, I was like, like oh. I don't want to I don't want to ruin this. I don't want to I don't want to oversaturate myself too yeah. much and so we we successfully avoided that. But anyway, here we go. I'm Kent I'm Clayton. We will see you next week on Warehouse 11. When it's time for me to die, bury me at the club. Yeah.
Bury me at the club. 